0: Hi, everybody. This is Michael Abernathy at The Times News, and I'm here with Burlington's Economic Development Director, Peter Bishop. Did I get it right this time? You did. Okay, good.
1: Good afternoon, Michael.
0: (laughs) Good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Peter uh, is here to talk about Opportunity Zones and what that means for Burlington, specifically in Alamance County, and then a bunch of other areas uh, as well. Peter, I guess if you could jump off and tell us us just in a nutshell what they are and what's happening.
1: Sure, thank you, Michael. And um, so, opportunity zones are a tax um, investment tool. Uh, they were actually came out of the uh, tax and job cuts Act act that was passed by Congress at the end of uh, 2018 um, 17 rather and essentially opportunity zones are uh, an incentive to get long-term investment in traditionally low-income areas throughout the United States and they do that by activating unrealized capital gains. So when a capital gain is when you buy something, whether it's a property or a stock and then sell it for a profit, mm-hmm. that profit is considered a capital gain and that sale is a taxable event. So there's a tax rate on that profit from that gain. Right. Um, an unrealized capital gain is someone who does not sell an asset, but knows that the asset's worth more than it was when they bought it. Okay. So if I have a hundred shares of, you know, Apple stock that I bought, you know, way back in 1980, well today that's worth a whole ton of money. All of that added value would be a capital gain. And um, by having it unrealized, I'm not using it for anything else. I'm not selling it. I'm not necessarily transferring it. So it's sort of capital sitting on the sidelines. It's money that Mm -hmm. could be in the economy somewhere somewhere being active. So the intent of the writers of the opportunity zone legislation were to find a way to get that money back out into the economy, adding value, you know, earning people interest, buying property, etc. And they did this by um, specifically funneling those capital gains, or you know, the, the program is purported to funnel those gains into census tracts that are traditionally lower moderate income. So, based on the most recent census information, where are the struggling communities or census tracts throughout the country? And those were the ones that were deemed potentially eligible for the opportunity to be called opportunity zones. Mm-hmm. So the, the U.S. Treasury Department and the IRS are sort of jointly running this program, and they sent information out to all the governors of the 50 states and said, you know, here's, here's what we want, here's what the legislation says, it's up to you to self-select in your states the best, most appropriate opportunity zones for investment based on mm-hmm. these criteria, these low-income census tract criteria. Um, so then in turn, the State Department of Commerce in North Carolina, the the, the governor's office and the Department of Commerce, uh, was were the ones that sort of communicated this out to the counties and also the regional groups um, to try and organize um, how communities were going to self-select or compete, rather, mm-hmm. for all these different zones. Um, so a governor could designate 25% of all the eligible tracks within a state in North Carolina, I think that ended up being thousands,
0: yeah, yeah, it was just over a thousand yeah and and so we have two
1: hundred fifty two statewide, that, yes, that were designated. Um, So the process to get back to the process of designation. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was our, you know, the cap in the state. Um, So our regional council of government, the Piedmont Triad um, Council of Government uh, took the lead um, in partnership with the state and said to all of its partner communities, and that's Alamance and Guilford and Forsyth and several others um, said, In addition to the criteria that the federal government said, you know, Mm -hmm. the state wants the most competitive zones and they want all of us to determine within our regions what those most competitive zones are. And then they took it a step further and said each individual county. You're going to have you know, several eligible census tracts within your county. We want you internally mm-hmm. with your towns and cities to collectively come up with your top zones that you want to have designated. Uh, so um, Alamance County, Town of Elon, Town of Fall River, Green Level, Burlington, Mebane, Graham, uh, Swepsonville, we all got together and looked over the map of eligible census tracts. And I believe there were, were there t- 10 or 12. Um, I want to say mm. maybe 12. Um and eight in Burlington that were eligible. Okay. Um, so not only did the county have decisions to make, you know, City of Burlington did as well with uh, several eligible tracks. Um, and some of this additional criteria that the the Piedmont Triad Regional Council was talking about is what active projects do you have going on within these different areas? Do you have you know investment ready opportunities for? opportunity for mm-hmm. funds that could be coming in to be invested um, is there momentum behind some of these areas you know what's special about a zone that you think um, really you know helps bring it along and helps it you know be more investment ready um, so Burlington had a, had a bit of a challenge in that we had a lot of eligible census tracts mm-hmm. and um, the way that the census tracts are drawn and this is done at the federal level kind of cuts up some of our downtown area so an obvious thing that our council members and some of our community said is, well, let's make downtown an opportunity zone. Right. Well, in order to do that, we weren't, we didn't have enough eligible tracks allocated to Alamance County or to our community. So we, we we really couldn't. There's four census tracts that co- sort of divide up our core downtown area. Um, you know, one of them has a lot of the buildings, but then some are in another one and, and even still others are in another. So it was hard to really make it work and cover every potential opportunity. Right. Um, so we we sort of looked at the other census tracts that were eligible as well. And, and of course, doing all this on a backdrop of what projects I'm working on and the city's working on to, to seek new investment and growth. Um, And so uh, myself, our uh, city manager and some other, uh, our community development um, director, Sonia Randolph uh, and our planning department, we all sort of put our heads together and said, well, which which of these do we have the most projects? What's going on? Um, We were drawn to, uh, I believe, it's census track 201, uh, which is uh, which borders um, the Haw River to the west Mm-hmm. Or to the east, rather. Yeah. Um, I think Apple Street and Baldwin Street to the sort of north and west. On the south, it's Church Street and then yeah. down to Hanover Road. Um, so it cuts a little bit into Graham and to the town of Haw River as well. But um, it's uh, an area that uh, certainly meets the criteria of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an area that the city of Burlington wants to s- attract more investment to and help grow and uh, become stronger. And it also is the home of a very large, um, vacant former missile plant, you know, the Western electric facility that, um, I think I talked about before. And, and if you haven't been paying attention to what's been happening in Burlington, um, we had a, got an AIA grant to, um, and that's the American Institute of Architects to help do some visioning and design mm-hmm. for, um, the private owner in the city of what that facility could be in the future. Um, it has a very, you know, revolutionary mill and some of these other mill projects that have right. happened around, um, around the area kind of feel to it. Um, and that's an attractive development type. So we, we saw that as a potential investment anchor and attraction to uh, that as an opportunity zone. Um, so we, we put that into the, the running for an opportunity mm-hmm. zone. Uh, another big city effort that we've been working on for a little over a year is the Maple Avenue corridor project and right. renewing that area and trying to attract again new investment there. Um, that offers a different type of investment opportunity um, in that area. And uh, interestingly enough, the census track actually draws south and west, so it's bordered um, by Chapel Hill Road and Harden Street to the north, um, Tucker Street to the sort of southwest, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to down Anthony Road to NC62. And then the south is bordered by Big Alamance Creek. And I think it's NC49 is yeah. the uh, Maple Avenue is the uh, sort of border there on the, on the eastern side. So it's uh, it, it really has a lot of different investment opportunities for um, future industrial um, mm-hmm. closer to the airport. There's already a lot of existing industrial in that area. Um, obviously, having an interchange uh, on I-4085 mm-hmm. uh, presents good opportunities for new development. Uh, and of course, all the work we're doing on our Maple Avenue corridor project. So um, those two census tracts of all the ones that were eligible seem to tick the most boxes for the criteria that was set um, and met a lot of our needs and, and, and provided a lot of diverse investment opportunities opportunity to a potential investor in this program. So that's how Burlington yeah. chose our zones.
0: And there are two more in the county.
1: That's correct. There's oh. um, the the zone 201 that includes Western Electric on our northeast side of the city is bordered by uh, a zone that um, includes Haw River and Green Level and parts of Graham. Uh, it stretches all the way down to uh, Alamance Community College. Mm hmm. And then another uh, opportunity zone it includes the courthouse area north of downtown Graham up to the Burlington border and then over northeast to the uh, Haw River border.
0: Okay. I, th- I think it's, I mean, you said it, the, the city's been working in these two areas and, and mm-hmm. has had projects there and uh, some goals there for some time. Uh, and I know of certainly the, the section of, of East Burlington, Northeast Burlington, there's been a mm-hmm. lot of people, people want to see stuff go there and happen there. Um, what's your sense of what, how this program can help some of that happen?
1: Well, the biggest, uh, challenge to getting reinvestment and new development in any area of, of a city or, or a state is, uh, is capital, you know, there Mm -hmm. needs to be money available to do the type of investment. And then, uh, even more than that, there needs to be a way for investors to make money off of mm-hmm. the, especially when you're talking about investors or business owners, they're not in it for charity. They need to make a return on what they're putting into it. The people that they're loaning money from need to make a return from it. So dollars and funding always makes, um, or always helps an area and helps a project and the availability of those funds, um, the, the Opportunity Zones program um, is similar to other tax credit programs that target low and moderate income areas is that it provides incentive for people to invest there. So mm-hmm. um, it's really adding a, a pretty strong tool to the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get into the, some of the details of the numbers, but there's um, tax deferral, uh, capital gains reductions over a long period of, for a 10-year period of time, right. if you hold it, and any, um, any additional uh, value from the original investment is not taxed. So these can be significant benefits to an, an equity investor looking for a project. And, and, and even more, uh, something that I've found, and uh, this is a little bit of an aside, but whenever you have a specialty tax program You get all of a sudden specialty consultants and law firms and this whole, you know, there's this explosion of specialists that, you know, want to help everybody do this. So um, all of those specialists and they're they're also specialty funds Mm -hmm. that say, um, hey, investor you want to be part of this opportunity zones, invest in our opportunity fund. We're going to focus on low income housing, or we're going to focus on community development projects that, you know, aren't focused on the return as much as they are on the value they provide to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, We're aware of several, you know, funds and, and, investors that are that are looking for things specific to that. Um, And I think we have good opportunities to meet those missions of those funds. Um, So being an opportunity zone is going to attract capital that wouldn't normally look at this area. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to provide more opportunities for businesses or projects to find financing within those specific geographic areas, and it may even entice business locations or additional investments in those areas that wouldn't happen otherwise. Um, So in addition to investing in real estate, um, opportunity funds can do business expansions. You can start Mm -hmm. a new business, and that can be a use of opportunity funds within an opportunity zone. So there's flexibility within the program, um, and it was done that way on purpose so that there's there's a lot of different ways to deploy the capital into the community. Um, so I, I think it, it it provides, you know, those those additional opportunities, it provides additional visibility. And really, it, it, it provides um, new eyeballs mm-hmm. on onto the area uh, to see it in a new lens. And so maybe somebody who's never seen Burlington before, and reads our documentation and information on it, really sees something that a more local regional or state investor hadn't seen. Um, so that 's an exciting opportunity too is just to get more uh, more interest uh, and more attractive um, uh, investment opportunity in in these areas
0: because it, like you said, I think before we turn the mic on it 's a national uh, this is a national thing there are-
1: yes all throughout the country there's eighty seven hundred yeah. different opportunity zones throughout the country so there's
0: and so we 're not talking local <clears throat> we 're not talking local or even necessarily state uh, investors.
1: Not necessarily, but we can be, yeah, so in 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 as i've been for the last year and a half, you know economic developers, real estate tax people like myself, who are in you know the development business, have been educating themselves, going to different seminars, and hearing about how different communities are preparing for this and how investors are looking to you know get involved in in opportunity zones and funds That's so right. so what we're hearing at these different seminars is that yes you're going to have a diverse group of, of interest. Um, some of it will be national and they won't know you from the town next door or mm-hmm. the Opportunity Zone across the country. They're just looking for the deal. You know What in that deal structure is going to get my investor the return I'm looking for? Right. But we've also met funds that, you know, want to do something that helps the community. Um, I've talked to people who are local to Alamance County in Burlington mm-hmm. and the state of North Carolina who want to invest in their hometown, want to invest, you know, where their parents are from or, sure. or wherever that might be. So I think there may be a really good opportunity for, I, I say opportunity, it's, it just happens when you're talking about these zones. Um, but there's a really good platform, I think, and and those those investors are going to have really good local knowledge. They're, they're going to yeah. know where some of the skeletons in the closet are, so to speak, um, but they're also going to have the emotional and the familial and the cultural connection to the opportunity zone itself and to the business there, or the mm-hmm. property there. So while it is nationwide and anybody can invest really anywhere within one of these opportunity zones, um, there may be added value or benefit to putting together a local group Um, interestingly enough, these, they have to be partnerships or corporations and they, they're, they're really self-identifying. So you file a specific form with the IRS every year when you do your taxes. So, I mean, Michael, if you had a lot of unrealized capital gains that you wish to invest into Mm -hmm. a business, you could, you know, self-certify and say, I'm going to create, you know, Abernathy opportunity fund. And I'm going to invest, you know, based on the rules and we won't get into them, but there's a lot of (laughs) details and rules, but you're going to invest in, you know, this business within this opportunity zone. Um, You can do that all your own uh, just by creating that corporation and the Mm -hmm. proper investment vehicle and getting the the advice to do so.
0: This take, and I don't want to interrupt, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but this takes me back to uh, another thing that we talked about that Mm -hmm. I asked before we turned the mics on about um, opportunity funds and direct versus indirect that's right. Investment in these zones. Um, can you? You gave some great. You really broke that down well. Do you think?
1: If I could remember exactly, so there's um, uh, yeah, indirect and direct is a uh, is a good way to say it. Um, so opportunity funds are is the name of the the investment vehicle or the big chunk of money, however you want to think about it, that is going to be invested into these different projects. Those can be invested directly into uh, a property. Um, or they can be done indirectly by purchasing stock or a partnership interest in a business that's also doing opportunity zone investing. So you, uh, to use that same example, yeah. uh, if if Michael's looking to invest his capital gains, he could do it directly himself in a project, uh, or he could do it through um through a different opportunity fund that then in turn buys shares mm. of uh, a company or. Engages in a partnership agreement with a company that's doing qualified opportunity zone investments.
0: So th- I think the example you gave before was maybe it's low income housing. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.
1: So you could develop that project yourself and manage it mm-hmm. all directly, or you could be more of a silent investor and yeah. say, I like what Fund X is going to do in low income housing. I'm going to invest my $100 gain there, and they will in turn invest it into you know, the okay. opportunity, uh, zone property or business, whatever that may be, yeah. um, hands on, hands off. Exactly. It can, okay. it, it, there's flexibility within how the, um, how the, the tax investor uses it as well as how it is deployed on the ground. That's correct.
0: Okay. And so what, what does this mean for you? I know that you, you mentioned the prospectus and, mm-hmm. and, uh, how you plan to work with these zones and, and what the city wants to do with this. Um,
1: so as I talked about in the last one, my, my job generally is attracting more investment, whether that's sourced locally or you know, externally um, in the city. Uh, I'm in the growth business, so that's job growth, that's values growth, that's uh, um, growth in you know, skills and abilities of our residents. Um, opportunity zones are another tool to increase the universe of potential dollars to impact The city of Burlington, Um, they're a tool to attract, like I said, capital that may not have looked at Burlington necessarily because of this tax program, but really more than anything is they 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 sort of layer on top of other benefits that are already present in our city. So we what we're going to look to do with this prospectus document is show the strength of and, and I guess I'll take another step back um, a prospectus as you may have heard of it or seen it is typically something that a company gives you before you're you're investing in stock in that company okay so uh, to use the Apple example their prospectus would say hey we got the iPhone XR and all these great products you know we're a great company look at what our stocks done the last ten years mm-hmm. you sh- really should invest and it has that little fine print about all the risks and yeah. and, and all that um, our Prospectus is going to read similarly. So we're going to talk about the city of Burlington about why we're a good investment, about what's happening in these two specific geographic areas that are going to help you leverage that investment further. So things that you can count on, you know, intersection improvements, roads, bikeways and greenways that are happening, Um, some of the planning that we've done in the Maple Avenue corridor in our industrial area, in the Mm -hmm. the Western Electric area, Um, some of our unemployment rates and growth rates, you know, things about our population and demographics, Uh, things about the, the commuting area area Mm -hmm. and relationship that we have uh and then more generally um where we are you know sort of in the state and you know our our Positioning between, you know, two major thriving metros with Charlotte just down the way. I think uh, all of that's a very compelling argument uh, to put together, and and so we're we're looking to communicate to those funds, um, to those different investors, and say, here's an opportunity. Again, using that word, mm-hmm. here's a here's the the prospectus for the city of Burlington, and for these two specific areas, this is why it makes sense for you to invest your unrealized capital gains with us, um, and this is what we're planning to do you know, in yeah. the next two, five, 10, 15 years. As a city, as a region, as a state, but also within these two specific zones. Right, um, and I think that's where the there's that added value to the planning work that we've done um, in the, each of these zones because we're it, it kind of drills an extra layer down. We've done the work on where's the infrastructure going? How are we connecting people to downtown? How are we getting people from place to place? Um, how are we you know seeking to improve you know additional properties in the area? All those things are going to be included in this prospectus document in a pretty you know simple and easy to, easy yeah. to use uh, sort of way. Um, so it's, it, it's meant to orient everybody around what, what the opportunities are here. And really what it's meant to do is engage in conversation. So I want that mm-hmm. document to turn into a conversation between myself or someone at the city level uh, and a fund and mm-hmm. an investor and a company. And say, tell me more about you know the, the Western Electric AIA study. What's happening with this property? Is there is there a chance? Are you looking for investors? Um, put me in touch with that property owner, or is there? Talk to me about a business in this area, or I'm looking to make an investment, but I'm more used to doing, you know, an industrial park. Do you have an opportunity like mm-hmm. that? Yes, I do. So the the intent is for this document to, again, inform and then to get people to reach out directly. It's not going to have everything. It's not Mm going to be a hundred page thing. Um, it's intent is to attract that interest and really also to, um, maybe help Burlington set apart and, and stand out from the 8,700 other opportunity zones throughout the country. Um, you know, these, these opportunity zones are in, you know, Los Angeles and New York city, all the way down to, you know, small towns with populations of a thousand yeah. or less. So yeah. Um, and up
0: where you were in the outer banks, I, I think I saw.
1: Yes, there is one. Yeah. yeah in in Curata County where I, where I was previously. So everybody really has one. So what, what makes yours special? You know, it's the old saying, everybody's got steak, what's your sizzle? You know, mm-hmm. how, how are you going to sell it differently? Um, wh- or, you know, or what is it that specifically makes your community enhanced or better? And I think we've got some compelling things to tell people in this document um, that hopefully will lead to that yeah. phone ringing and, and, yeah. and lots of interest.
0: This is obviously brand new and mm-hmm. everybody's, it seems like this, everybody's kind of on the same page page. We're all starting out all over the country with this. What, what kind of timelines are we looking at? I know that there's, mm-hmm. the, there's a 2026 date in, yes. in some of the, the, uh, documents and outlines, but, but as far as investing and maybe on the ground stuff goes, what, what's your hope? And then what do you realistically think?
1: So any, uh, property, any investment that was made after December 31st, 2017, mm-hmm. in an opportunity zone, mm-hmm. is uh, can uh, be certified as an opportunity zone investment. Um, there are some important dates as it as it as the tax law works. Um, in order to get the, the largest reduction in your or the largest deferral in your gain, an investment would have to be made by the end of 2019. Because okay. if, the, if the program ends, you know, obviously yeah. in 2026, 15 years. From then is uh is um, this year so that's the um there's that deadline there's an additional deadline for the ten year uh, would be twenty twenty one um uh so those are those are two of the hard dates to get the most return out of the program and I'm speaking mostly to the the person with the with the yeah. capital gain who's right. looking to invest right. um, as far as the city's concerned uh, this program uh, does not uh, sunset until twenty twenty eight. Okay. So there any investment made before I think twelve thirty one twenty twenty eight 2028 can qualify for some form of benefit under this program. Um you know certainly our hope would be uh that funds express interest uh, you know, immediately right uh, well, or as soon up, as possible.
0: It's set up uh, like you said to where it it benefits you to move mm-hmm. uh more quickly than than slowly and cautiously.
1: And, well, if, and if you think about that on a national scale, mm-hmm. um, i in doing all this research there 's over four trillion dollars trillion with a T mm-hmm. in unrealized capital gains out there. so you can imagine the sort of cannonball run like mad dash <laughs> of these high net worth individuals, family funds, family trusts. Uh-huh looking for places to park because if they're if they're being offered a 15 percent reduction in that capital gain i mean that's uh, i've heard at some of these seminars investors saying that's free money and we want to find a way to get the most out of that free money so you'll probably see this is Put on my Nostradamus cap, yeah. uh, a flurry of investments in calendar year 2019 to try and get in before that deadline, so that folks mm-hmm. can get the maximum um, deferral value yeah. out of that. Um, and again, it's just maximizing the tools. Yeah. Uh, that, so that puts a premium on sort of deal ready projects, yeah. Which, um, you know, the those are kind of rare. You know, rarely do you have a deal that's in a that's a pretty good deal that's just sort of sitting there that doesn't have equity yet. So a lot of folks are working on these and tweaking them, putting them together. So they're in similar project phases uh, probably throughout the country. You know, um, there there are some that that are already being done. You know, we, we heard about some at, at the last seminar that I was at at, uh, at um, NC State. Uh, where folks were talking about how they're already investing and they're looking at new ones, and mm-hmm. I was exchanging cards and information with you know funds at, at, at that show. Um, so I'm already communicating with opportunity fund investors about some of the things that we have in our community. There are more quietly funds are moving around mm-hmm. and doing due diligence on properties and potential deals. Um, I think you'll see business acquisitions an expansion. So if there's a a fund opportunity, that's a, um, it's similar to some of these private equity deals where these private equity funds will buy a company Mm -hmm. and, um, and look to expand it or do something different with it. This is just a different type of equity that, so an opportunity fund would come in and buy a business and expand it within a zone and then be able to take the, um, the credit on the expansion. Um, so I think you'll see a lot of those things. Um, there seems to be some debate as to whether or not um, funds will flow as strongly to some of the secondary and tertiary markets and even some of the rural areas yeah. that have funds. Right. Um, that sort of opens up a greater conversation about urban and rural and market strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you could see that. So I, I've heard uh, at, at a different uh, one of these Opportunity Zone seminars well, will this just get the 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 fringe deal in Raleigh done, or will mm-hmm. this get the the pretty good deal in Burlington done? You know, because Raleigh's the strong market, and maybe the the, the returns look better on paper, mm-hmm. but the impact, obviously, of a big project in Burlington would you know spread further. So, yeah. um, again, I think it, that gets back to matching the right fund and the fund's mission with the project. So somebody who's looking to maximize a return and they're looking at a Burlington Opportunity Zone may lean toward a more market-based opportunity than something that uh, won't give the strongest return out of the gate. Okay. Per se.
0: can you explain when you say a market-based opportunity well uh to a typical who-
1: return um, that's that is jargon and i apologize no, and, well well i got i got some uh some friends and family and other colleagues saying i gave too much al- alphabet soup the last time so my apologies to everyone for talking about the the different agencies and their letters rather than spelling them <laughs> out but um a market rate return would be you're, you you Anytime you make an investment, you're comparing it against the stock market, which typically provides the best return over a period of time. So, mm-hmm. I'll compare how much you know this ten year investment is going to make me. What's my internal rate of return? You know, what's the dollar to dollar return over that period of time versus mm-hmm. you know investing it in the stock market or investing it in this mutual fund. Okay. So that'll have a you know a ten percent return. This will have a twelve percent. A lot of folks like to get above ten. You know, fifteen is ideal for investors in these cases. Sometimes that's a standard. Um, Different investors have different standards based on what they want. Um, But again, some of the funds I was talking to aren't focused on return. They're focused Mm -hmm. on impact. And so they do a different... Scaling of that. I think Enterprise uh, Fund was one of the ones that we talked to. That they're, when they're looking at a pro forma or a deal, they're not saying, Oh, well, I want to maximize that return number. Mm -hmm. They say, I want to maximize the community impact. And we still want to make money, obviously, but um, that's not the primary goal. Um, and there may be other, you know, CDFIs, community development finance institutions that, um, invest in some of these cases or end up being portals of, or start taking opportunity funds or create an opportunity fund. And they would focus on, um, projects that are possibly on the margins a little bit and not as strong or, you know, not providing that market return, uh, as I said. Um, so it really depends on who the fund is and, and what their goals are, um, safe to say there's going to be a lot of funds seeking profit maximization. Of course. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah, capitalism. Capitalism. Yep.
0: Yeah. Is there anything that Joe Schmo here mm-hmm. in, in Burlington, just regular guy, I'm a resident. I really want to see something happen in our opportunity zones. It, what, how can I get involved or what can I do to help this process along if I want to help my city? Well, that's the, this isn't
1: a program for you and me. Yeah. You know, it's a program for People that have an unrealized capital gain. So mm-hmm. I, I made this comment in my presentation to council: like Peter Bishop does not have an unrealized capital gain to invest in an opportunity fund. Yeah, maybe. Well, and I say this, but people inherit property. Mm-hmm. You know, there there may be a transaction that could happen. Um, you know, you selling your mother's home, or um, maybe you bought a property and you're reselling it, and you have some form of a gain. Um, I would. I would suggest that those people try to find a local or a regional fund if they're interested yeah. in this and um, or possibly talk. It, it's tax time now. If yeah. you're talking with your tax professional um, and you do have capital gains, uh, maybe that's a conversation that you can have uh, as you're doing that and say, you know, I wonder what's available and yeah. um I hope to get some information Um, in addition to the prospectus document. We'll put up a webpage that has all that same information on it as sort of an opportunity zones portal. Yeah. Um, And I would want to put links to funds that may have a local regional, you know, statewide flavor to them Mm -hmm. uh, to try and funnel folks to opportunities that are, that are here that they may understand locally. Um, But because of the nature of the program, it's not just, I can't just take money out of my savings fund and get the same, Tax credit. Um, So it's not, it's maybe not as accessible to Mm -hmm. the retail investor, you know, to to Joe Schmo investor or somebody who's going to get on E trade or do whatever that is. Um, But it's certainly accessible to the higher net worth people. And so the the onus on us is to provide good project opportunities Mm -hmm. and to communicate what those opportunities are very directly. and probably somewhat aggressively to some of these different mm-hmm. funds, uh, as a lot of our peers will be doing, um, and then continue to build relationships with business owners within zones and investors who are looking to identify zones. Um, we may not get an investment overnight. We yeah. may have to, you know, get people more comfortable with where we sit within, you know, the state and and the region and what we're doing, and uh, that's again that's really the intent of the prospectus document and some of the public facing things that we're doing is to get people more comfortable with Burlington and mm-hmm. and, and Alamance County and what's happening here.
0: Yeah, and I, I ask that just as a um uh, imagining just the average reader, right? Mm-hmm. So this this whole thing seems um certainly to me I have no capital gain <laughs> to uh you know, I've gotten no a mm-hmm. dog here. And uh but yeah, I'm interested in it. And I want to know, you know, I, I want it to mm-hmm. uh, have a good uh, outcome for for our our, our community. Um, well,
1: and I think the maybe the long term impact—probably not. Maybe the long term impact if we are to you know benefit from opportunity zone investment would be, you know, more development mm-hmm. in. Are low and moderate income areas, yeah. and whenever you see new construction, new development, it tends to uh, enhance property values. It enhances, uh, you know, sort of pride in in what's happening. New development usually is has nice landscaping and has mm-hmm. a fresher look. And uh, I know when you know, whenever my neighbor mows his lawn, I want to make sure that mine's m- mowed right. too, so I don't look shabby. And yeah. there's a there's so as as investment lifts up a community, it starts to lift itself up more. Mm-hmm. In a sense and, and starts to feel um, a, a little bit stronger about where it is. So I want to see more construction activity and investment activity, more business activity, uh, I think would, would be things that we would want to see or could, could possibly expect from opportunity zones if we're successful in, in marketing them. Um, and just enhanced enhanced capital uh, access. in in those areas to projects not necessarily to um you know a homeowner necessarily but to a business who's looking to identify financing um or Mm -hmm. expansion or to use as a recruiting tool to lure additional business or projects into an area Um, having an opportunity zone you know gives us that leg up over a competing area that does not have it um yeah so i think a long-term additional investment in the area that could possibly have spillover effects for the more you know general economy. Um, and the potential for synergy, I think, as you mentioned before, with some of the other opportunity zones that we have. So one of our opportunity zones is bordered by two other ones. Yeah. That's a pretty large swath of it area is. that could be a, a, a source of investment um, and in an area that uh, that is ready for growth and, and, and additional projects. So... Um, I think there's a good opportunity to collaborate with uh, our friends in Graham and Haw River and uh, and Green Level um, with that specific zone uh, of, as we market those opportunities.
0: Okay So I'm going to put up uh, some of the links that you sent me uh, specifically to the uh, the economic Innovation group because they they do a a really nice job of breaking it down so that uh, dummies like me can can read it and feel like i understand it um mm-hmm. and and so I'll, I'll put that out there for uh, for people who are listening and um
1: definitely give them the irs links yeah because that's the that's the law yeah you're essentially right. of what it is um because that gets down to the, the unreadable details and there's mm-hmm. there's a couple of these things like there's y- you can't do investments in sin businesses so you can't oh, right. you know lottery liquor mm-hmm. tanning you yeah. know things like that um So there's some specifics in there, like a convenience store. There's a couple things you can't um, invest in directly. And there are rules to how much has to be invested in certain places. So there, there are some specifics that may be important to certain readers. It's really anybody can create a fund. uh, If they create a corporation that self-certifies,
0: uh, when, when the prospectus is ready, that's a public document, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll, and you said that there's supposed to be, uh, coming, coming soon, uh, a, mm-hmm. a city site that'll funnel
1: this information. Yes. So those will work in tandem. Yeah. So when we, we go public with the prospectus document, there will be a prospectus page, yep. um, that will have, you know, the basics of the program, a lot of these links that you'll also be providing. And then the actual, you know, PDF documents of what those prospectus done. Um, we're also working on a mapping application that will be somewhat interactive that will show you the zones oh, and yeah. then yeah. so if you're looking at um you know a property that's listed on the MLS or by a broker a, a commercial broker we want you to be able to identify yes that's in an opportunity zone or no mm-hmm. it's not um, if that's a driving you know part of your investment strategy um so all the again all the different tools that we can answer yeah. the, the question for you and again get you to reach out directly to us and, um, get you more comfortable about what possibly is happening here. But, um, yeah, I'm expecting those, uh, documents to come soon and, um, hopefully investment comes sooner.
0: Yeah. I hope so, Peter. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming and, uh, schooling me and I hope everybody listening, uh, appreciates this. And, uh, I'm, I, I know that I'm looking forward to seeing what's possible here. So,
1: I appreciate it, Michael. And I, I probably shouldn't have put my uh, disclaimer at the end rather than the beginning. But uh, I am not a tax professional mm-hmm. or an investment professional. I'm an economic development professional, so I'm I'm learning along with everybody else and um, trying to be as much of an expert as I can. But um, if I if I misspoke or, or yeah. certainly made any uh, anything unclear. Um, there are great resources via the U.S. Treasury Department, uh, the State of North Carolina Department of Commerce, and the IRS. That um, an Economic Innovation Group and other nonprofits that you mentioned. So they're certainly the uh, the um, the experts, and I'm I'm trying to learn along with them.
0: Thank you, Peter. Thanks again. Thanks, Thanks for coming back.
1: Mm-hmm. Bye.